0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. We have a fun episode coming up. It's me and Steve, and it's kind of like an Irish staycation special. It's for all Irish people thinking about where to go, and we're just raving about a few spots. Uh, It was a suggestion that, well, it was actually like a conversation that happened on the Patreon this morning. And uh, I was was thinking, oh, this would be good. This would be fun to chat to, chat about with Steve. Uh, and I know a lot of you are thinking about places to go. So hopefully, if you have a car, this is definitely the episode for you. I will say, though, that the beginning of the episode, inspired by the fact that there was an explosion in my building lobby last night, which is actually the reason why I'm so incredibly tired right now, because I'm not a sleeper inner. And I went to bed quite late because of this. Um, anyway, we started talking about, you know, being in situations where it's like an emergency and how do you react. And uh, we ended up having a a good discussion about what to do in a situation where you see like domestic violence or you witness a helpless person, you know, being attacked. And it, it, it was a, actually a, a conundrum that we discovered, which was we're not exactly sure what the official info is on that. So uh, we, we we do a bit of digging into that in the episode. And uh, what I'm going to try to do is next week I'm going to try to have somebody on to uh, to talk about, you know, Uh, good stuff to do, uh, the the right stuff to do in those situations because upon sort of encountering this random story that Steve told, uh, we realized that we don't actually know good suggestions to give to people. So needless to say, that discussion happens, kind of an unplanned discussion at the beginning of the episode. And, uh, you know, it's an evolving natural episode. So, uh, you know, at the beginning, it's uh, you know, we're a little bit sort of... uh, the blind lead the blind on what to say. But uh, we do a little bit of Googling and also just accept that we need to learn more information. But I think it's a good discussion, so I left it in. Um, and uh, then we talk a lot about that, the beauty of Ireland, Irish weather, uh, great spots, Irish beaches, our favorite spots, great hotels. It's kind of a fun, lighthearted ep. And for our non-Irish listeners, I still think you'll enjoy it because it'll entice you to want to go to Ireland. And of course, there's loads of funny bits that... that uh, that come as a result of it, memories and stories. So enjoy that. Uh, don't forget about the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop. Um, every, well, sometimes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but I'll, I'll always give the heads up on when the next episode is because, you know, this week it was Tuesday, Thursday, but uh, they're always like YouTube Lives. Well, they certainly will be for the month of June. Maybe long term, I'll start to change it up in terms of the way the content goes out. But anyway, patreon.com forward slash Des Bishop. It's only a five or a month. It's good value. It's good fun. We got a dedicated group of people in the comments. They drive the conversation. Um, You know, I hadn't been pushing it that hard because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like, I wasn't sure how it was going to go during the summer, but we've got a good rhythm going with it now. So I'm kind of pushing it hard again. It's worth the investment. Five or a month do check it out at Des bishop on instagram we're very open to dms about the the topics that we're talking about at the beginning of this episode so if you have any suggestions on who to talk to please do uh send them in thanks for all the feedback about last week's episode went down really well um don't forget to to follow john costakopoulos on instagram and let him know it was a great app uh this is me and steve the irish staycation special and i'll be back at the end of the app now i know that our podcast is not like a it's not like an audio. Uh, it's not a visual experience. But I did a Patreon this morning, and they were all making fun of me because it looks like I'm doing a hostage video
1: with this background. It does kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What would uh, what would the price be on your head, Des? Oh, I
0: feel like it's low at the moment. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you need to have both parents alive to really, yeah, you have, to have both parents alive and like already be married. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like my price is low. You know, yeah. I, 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 I feel like my aunts and my fiance are just not going to come up with as much money as my, my parents would have. Not because of any financial ability, just.
1: They're just like, fuck him. He's had a few No, just grand the love. Thing. Yeah, like a parent's love is a, is a high value, you know? Oh, 100%. So, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm like, as we, we spoke, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. Sorry. And I've hurt my back now in the last couple of days. And I oh, my God. You're starting tour. to sound like me, Steve. I know. <laughs> my lower back is, fuck me, it's tight. Oh, oh my God. So, How old are uh, you now? 35. I'll be 36 Welcome this year. to fucking 35, bro.
0: <laughs> it's going to be like this for a long time. And the worst thing, there's two terrible things about back pain. The first one is that people do what I just did, even though I'm a sufferer myself. They make fun of you for getting old. And then secondly, they give you a lot of unsolicited advice. In fact, I I did a tweet which did really well, which was, if you're ever looking for unsolicited advice, tell people you have back pain.
1: Yeah. Everyone's
0: got a fucking opinion about back pain.
1: Yeah. And the most
0: annoying opinion about back pain is people will tell you they read this book that back pain is just in your mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a cue to everybody listening, don't even think about messaging us. <laughs> oh, you can be sure that there's going to be reviews and everyone's going to be like, that book
0: about back pain being in your mind is the best book I ever wrote. See, the thing is that Howard Stern talked about it. Right. He said that it, he read the book and his back pain has been cured. So now everyone thinks that
1: back pain is in your mind. Yeah. So get over it, Steve. Oh man, it was it was it was an embarrassing. It was it happened and it was feeling a bit tight playing football at lunchtime yesterday. And then like I was turning like an old man, I was I could feel it going as I was turning to try and pass. I Was like, <laughs> it's like oh Jesus, um, and it's just been tight ever since. So yeah, but hey, well, you know the I've good been news under is a lot the- of stress days. That's what it is. It's
0: stress. It's 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 psychological, Steve. Your 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 pain is manifesting itself in in your back.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. You know? Hey.
0: so I'm sorry that you're, I'm sorry that you're, I'm sorry that you're down. If it makes you feel any better, there was an explosion in my lobby last night, so I saw that, man. Yeah, so this is in Manhattan. I won't get too into it, but just very quickly, I, I did a, co- a gig at the comedy cell last night, and I was coming back in an Uber, and I was actually on the phone with Hannah. She was upstairs here in the apartment, and like I was three minutes away, and she was like, "Wow, that was just a loud it exp- was like an explosion or a bang or something. And, you know, you always think like, oh, yeah, probably a firework or a car backfire, yeah. you know. And then I'm still on the phone there. I walk into the, the side door of the lobby, so not by like where the doorman is. And it's literally like can't see a thing full of smoke. I was like, no holy shit. shit. So then I kind of looked around the corner. I was like, pretty bad. And then I left. La- I walked out because it was like choking. And then I was like, wait a minute. I need to fucking make sure that there's nobody like there's nobody hurting. Yes. So I went back in and I shouted down the the back hallway. The kind of back hallway is almost like the basement kind of a vibe. I was like, is everybody okay? Nobody responded. Then I walked around towards the main lobby. But it was like, literally, you couldn't see a thing. I walked around towards the main lobby and I shouted down, but nobody was responding. So I was like, all right. I I don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm. And it was so choking, like this acrid smoke. I regretted going back in, actually, because it was like... It was with me all night, you know that that kind of like ugh, feeling in yeah. my my chest. But anyway, I went around to the front, and people were starting to pour out. But nobody was hurt, thank God. But I am happy that I I'm happy I went back in. I proved that yeah. I'm the guy that goes back in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a yeah so under psychological pressure. There, you did go back in, yeah. And you said, "Is anyone okay?" And no, if they had, were dead, somebody not-
0: said, "No, I, I I'm." I'm dying. I don't know what
1: I would have done. I'm dying. I'm dying. to. Okay, I'll call someone. <laughs> what did so you, you know what it was? Oh yeah, so it was a.
0: Tra- it was a. It was a transfer. Basically, like one of the electrical panels just blew okay. up. Okay. I don't means- know why, but I know that it was a big enough explosion that uh, the elevator was damaged. in the middle building. We have like three buildings in the one uh-huh. building, so to speak, three towers in the one building. So in the middle building, not my one, the elevator was damaged. Some doors were damaged, and there was actually windows blown out in the main lobby. My God, that's serious. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the doorman was sitting out there, but somehow he was okay. I talked to this kid who was actually like outside my elevator when the explosion happened, and he just got a major fright, but like he he wasn't hurt in any way. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, absolutely, Jesus. And I mean, if I had a certain personality, I'd be like, if it was three minutes later, I yeah. would have been walking in. But I didn't think that at all, actually. Yeah. The only thing I did think was like, shit, I walked in at that weird time where the fire engines hadn't come yet. And it was just like, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Like, it was weird because it's just like, you're just in this gray smoke, you know, like disorientating smoke. And it's like, wow, this is really a a fucking fire. (laughs) Fucking hard to know what to do as well. Yeah. It's It's really hard to know what to do because you don't want to be the dumbass that went back in and like, you know, then you got to get saved. But at the same time, like, there didn't seem to be, like, fire. Just, like, acrid smoke. Yeah. Um, and I knew that there had been an explosion. That's the thing. Because, you know, Hannah had said it on the phone. Anyway, whatever. Was she panicking upstairs? Was she, like, scared? She was She was fine. And as it turned out, like, they didn't evacuate the building. Like, the, the alarms didn't go off. Some the, the people in the middle building went out. So everybody in the middle buildings, their lights started flickering then bang. Whatever, right. whatever triggered this electrical panel to explode, I'm sure there'll be. Someone there'll plugged
1: be, in one too many hair dryers, and that was it.
0: Yeah, the air conditioners, I guess. I don't. I really don't. Oh know. yeah. I don't, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, nobody was hurt. It seems, thank God. So.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Fucking um, hell.
0: But it, it. I. I've. I always think about the the savior scenario, the hero scenario. Do you Do you run those scenarios in your head? Coming out of a
1: burning building. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Or what about like when a plane is taken off? Like I. I, I often ponder what I would do in the unlikely event of a, of a emergency.
1: Yeah. I, I, I well, I kind of, cause like, obviously we were talking about, it, I was kind of in a situation last week with somebody that we had to call the ambulance and man, did I just feel fucking helpless for the whole fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, so there's a bit of that. I wouldn't even say I was frozen or anything. It was just like, what? Like I have to wait for the ambulance. That's it. And uh, I know, and, and other people like the neighbors who saw me were like geez you were really cool weren't you and it was like there's a weird scenario when like i think it's i think it's cuz of my daughter that you kind of you're constantly in contact with her to keep her So you're trying on to stay par- calm for her yeah or it's not even that you it's not you are staying calm but it's not because you're trying to stay calm you're you're looking after her so that by that by virtue of the fact of what this situation is going through like you're kind of just going. You're talking her through everything, so there you're for. You're naturally calm because you wouldn't be screaming and shouting at your daughter. You're a anyway. Hero, bro, <laughs> you're, you're
0: you're made for an emergency.
1: But you but you have to um because I had one of the neighbors outside, like keeping an eye out for an ambulance and all that kind of shit. And and then the ambulance men came in, and the worst is like seeing their faces. Kind of, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not what you they, they don't say anything but just you can see it on their faces it's not what you want to see but um, yeah I just I suppose I, in any situation or if there's a big fight breaks out in the street or something like that I tend to be calm but, but sometimes you kind of you feel a bit stupid too. you feel a bit helpless do you know what I mean you but
0: I know when there's fights on the street I always feel helpless because it's like this is not my fight you know yeah I mean I've never been in a situation where I saw somebody beating like a helpless person Yeah, you know,
1: I've seen a domestic, I've seen a domestic where a male hitting a female out in the street and I was like, I've got to get up there. And the person I was living with at the time was like, oh, you can't get involved. I'm like, but like, what what the fuck am I supposed to do? So called the police. And they're like, uh, "Is he gone now? Well, if if she calls in, then we can do something about it." We can Right? That's
0: crazy. Way. But I think you did the right thing. You're supposed to call the police, right? Isn't that what they yeah. you're supposed to do?
1: Yeah. And they were just like, "Well, if she doesn't call us, then there's not much we can do about it." It's like fucking wow. Yeah, yeah. And he had just he had just left, but I was kind of keeping an eye on what he looked like and all that kind of shit. And it's just, uh, and also, real that's a real, like, di- that's, a real di- that's a real dilemma right there. Oh, bro. That, that- and I, I, and then the thing is, you, you could go and get involved, and then she could turn on you, you know? Well, you just don't know. This is the yeah. thing. And actually,
0: like, in the spur of the moment, like, you know, I almost feel like, because, you know, you get a lot of talk about domestic abuse, and, mm. you know, and it, obviously, it's a super important conversation. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know what the advice is for when you are witnessing it, yes. you know? Which yeah. is, I, I think that's a good... That's worth a Google, Steve. This is a yeah. very <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult, no, this is man. an important point that has come up. Uh you know, even though we're gonna have a lighthearted episode about where to holiday in Ireland,
1: <laughs> this 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 has now come Started up. Start it off, yeah. No, different. because I, I think this is like uh I think I think, for example, in in hindsight of certain situations, people and certainly in the media can be very quick to judge what somebody should or should not have done. But man, it's a different fucking ball game when you're in that situation. Completely different. Uh, okay, I so think I, I, yes.
0: if you witness domestic, this is just from a, a a domestic abuse site that came up. If you witness domestic violence in public, it's important to take account your own safety as well as the survivors. There is safety in numbers, so gathering a group of people to stand nearby, either verbally or physically intervene, is one option. Contacting the authorities is another option, which you did. Uh, you might even record the incident with your phone to pass it on to law enforcement. If the survivor chooses to press charges, keep in mind, however, that some survivors choose not to take a legal action. Uh, if you're hearing suspicious noises from your neighbors, one option is to speak with the survivor in person the next day. Uh, ask them if they're okay. You know, lighthearted. Never blame them or ask what they did to... Uh, anyway. That was just a quick bit of but I think you did the right thing. You called the authorities. That's one of the options.
1: Yeah. And it happened, it happened so quick by the time. Also, like in such a situation, you can't be leaving people on their own that you shouldn't be leaving on their own if there's a volatile no, it's, situation it's, as well. It's,
0: dude, it's, that's, a, that's a serious dilemma. Yeah. I wanted to have some
1: lighthearted fantasies about I know, what sorry. you do. it. I didn't want to
0: get into the... This is very real, Steve.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. I did have... I I can't remember if I talked... No, I didn't talk about it here before. But I did have a situation where there was obviously a kid. So I was in the local shops up here. Kid, I'd say, six or seven. And both parents were obviously like... Again, you don't want to be judging them. But they were certainly... uh, users of some description uh, and uh, whether it be alcohol or drugs as well. But the the young fella had obviously been naughty because I think he's getting taken out from school. You could see that he was supposed to be in school and they were going mad at him. But they were hitting him like and she grabbed his cheek and shoved his head into the wall at one stage. Wow. He was pretty full on. And I said, hey, 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 I said, that's not right. You know, and uh, of course, they're. Fuck off, you know. Blah, and they're walking the other way, and I was like, I just, I just kept it calling. That's not right, you know. It's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. And the father comes head to head with me. Then this was at the beginning of the pandemic as well, which of course I'm going oh, two, meters, please, every- two meters, two meters. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I just and to be fair to him, like he did the whole square and up thing. But I just stood there and was like, it's, you, it's not. You can't do that. You know, you can't do that. And, uh, of course, then the young fella turns on me from this. is like, I gotta fuck yourself, mister. I was like, I give up. <laughs>
0: oh, man. You know? There you go,
1: Steve. That's a perfect example. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. But you me. know
0: what, though? This, I'll tell you what's good about this conversation, which we didn't plan to have. I hope that all our listeners, and including me, uh, are going to go and really get a handle on what you should do if you witness domestic abuse. Because I, I bet you a lot of people... Uh, don't know what you're supposed to yeah. do what's the safe thing and the most yeah. effective thing to do yeah y- you know because I, I I think a lot of I think a lot of people have are probably aware of how complicated it gets even when you call the authorities
1: yeah and that there's yeah. a
0: lot of frustration with their lack of ability to intervene mm. so you know it was it was accidentally we landed upon this yeah hundred I think I think it's it's good because I certainly am now made aware that I don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm.
1: And I think that's an important thing to know. And it's definitely an issue. I was talking to a a terrible now. I can't remember the name of the organization, but a neighbor here is like CEO of a charity that looks after domestic abuse victims. And uh, um, like, it's obviously it's like seriously on the rise since, since, lockdown pandemic yeah that was a big
0: story at the beginning of the pandemic
1: yeah. yeah yeah so it's really difficult for people but yeah it's 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 hard to know what to do and you can be guaranteed that sometimes your your natural reaction is fight or flight you know so maybe even as a man sometimes you might feel like i'm bigger than him i'm gonna have to physically get involved or whatever but i i can guarantee that if somebody is to break down the advice properly or if there is a strategy of how to do it it'll be you know, de-escalate, 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 do everything you can yeah. to de-escalate. Maybe
0: I'll try to find somebody to come on and give us a nice yeah. clear, because now it's come up, so it's out there now.
1: 100%, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: Well done, Steve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go.
0: So sure. we said that uh, we said that today, because I was doing the Patreon, and I actually asked the, the Patreon subscribers for some topics for today, and we also accidentally happened upon... Talking about the best places to go in Ireland because one of the American uh, regulars on the Patreon was asking when's the best time to go to Ireland, ah. and we had the great debate started, and then we got into these great places to go, and then I was like, wow, all Irish people are getting ready to go on like staycations, so I thought let's let's go and talk about great places, reminisce about great Irish holiday destinations, beautiful spots, happy memories. So good. To perhaps uh inspire people to make a decision on where they're gonna go this summer.
1: Absolutely. First, and what's
0: your opinion on the I, I won't tell you what the what the, the consensus was on the Patreon
1: for the best time to visit Ireland, but what what would oh, you really? say it is? I think I think this is possibly maybe my childhood self-talking here, but I, I would say September's not a bad time. Because- September was unanimous. September was unanimous. Irish because people are of the opinion that You go back to September- school
0: and it's fucking roasting. Yeah, it's the most reliable weather month, according <laughs> yeah. to... I, I have not looked at the science, but according to everybody, there seems to be this... Now, I don't know if it's actually true. I actually kind of feel like people think it's September because... It's so disappointing when the weather is bad in the summer, whereas like when you get a nice day in September, it feels like a gift.
1: 100%. So
0: I would like to know if this is a fact or actually if it's like a psychological thing where you tend to be more positive about uh, good weather in September and less negative about bad
1: weather, or if it's actually scientifically true that September is the driest month. I definitely just remember like 90s in Cork, brand new crisp shirts on the new uniform. I'm just sweating through them sweating all Sweating the on the way to yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just that like, that was so... Yeah, I would say, yeah, possibly seven. But man, can we just say as well, like if when we do get a good summer, it's it's amazing here. No, there's it no is better amazing. place in the
0: world. Absolute fact. A nice
1: day in Ireland is the nicest place in the world. You cannot beat it. it just It'd be a better. Like Ireland's a great country if they could put a roof on it. That's what my mother says, you know? Yeah,
0: if you could... Like on those hot days, you know, like I remember one day I was driving West Clare, you know, I was driving nice. all like uh, from sort of Lahinch uh on the coast road all the way around by, you know, through Doolin, Bally Vaughan, and then back around towards Kinvara. Nice. And it was a gorgeous day. I think I had a show in Galway that night. I feel like I had like a Sunday night gig in Galway and we decided to do the coast road of Clare. Uh, I had somebody with me, some American, and we're driving through Ballyvaughan and the sun was splitting the stones, as they like to say, and outside one of those pubs in Vaughn, everyone was hanging outside, and we stopped the car, and we just hung out there for half an hour, and like, is there anything better than like, just a sunny day in a coastal town in the summer in Ireland, where everyone's like, You know, having a pint, having the crack. Like, I don't drink, but there's still just something special about that outside.
1: Outside. You know, five,
0: six o'clock, evening sun.
1: Yes. Fucking midges. 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 So that's when people start doing a a fire here and there to get rid of the midges, and you sit around the fire, a few songs. Ah. It's yeah, amazing. and it's just
0: something about the way you know, Irish people are all like sunburnt and they just look better. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sunglasses on their head, fucking 2000, 2006, living large, fucking just Sa- bought their third gaff, <laughs> S- sandals and woolly socks. <laughs> yeah, man, I I fuck, I, I love that. I, I love the the Irish coastal town on a nice day. The problem is that it's so fucking rare.
1: Yeah, that's that is the problem. I, and I it's think hard.
0: It, you can't rely on it.
1: Yeah. I think it's fair to say that, like, uh, yeah, the w- would we say the West Coast in general is the best because oh, right from from gall un- down to Kerry, summertime is just undisputed. Like, Can't yeah, dispute
0: yeah. it. Oh, no, down to Kerry, down to West Cork, bro.
1: West Cork, sorry. Yes, yeah. Whoa. of course. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. Like when we we used to go camping when we were kids, and uh, it was it was we we went to campsites in Kerry in. Um, uh, near Derrynan, Derry Nan Beach, and all oh, that. Dude, Los I had I, one of my best camping holidays was to Derrynan. Oh my god, it's amazing! And the campsites—I mean, I assume they're still they're still there because we haven't done it since the nineties. But it was amazing because also also the people that you meet on campsites—you rarely actually meet Irish people. So you're meeting people from all over the world that are camping, like loads of Germans who get up at five in the morning to go fishing. And I mean that—that that was the first time I saw breasts like out in, in the open because that's how they sunbathe. You know what I mean? It's like really? no Irish people were doing that. Yeah, yeah well, in Derry, Nan. Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> I was remembering this.
0: Fucking this ghost. Daniel O'Connell wouldn't be too happy about that. <laughs>
1: Well, my dad, we had a canoe, or uh, yeah, canoe uh, for two people. And my brother and I, we were only small, but he, my dad would let us go from beach to beach. And sometimes you can't get around to a beach. You can only get there by oh, the boat at, at, if the tide, tide was right? in. High tide, exactly. So we go across to one beach. And I'll never forget this. This is awful. But all of a sudden, the moment took me where I really needed to take a shit. It was awful. And we're just stranded on this beach that there was no around. I had to go hide in some reeds and take a shit. Yeah, <laughs> my myself. favorite thing to do. <laughs> Myself with the reeds. I remember that being so rough, and then coming out, and Luke was my brother was standing there, like giving the eyes, going, "Steve, Steve, look, look." And there's just a woman there with her boobs out. We'd never seen it before, sunbathing. Uh, so there you go. I'm Derrynan Beach, but uh, wow, you had a you had a a spiritual experience in Derrynan. Derrynan canoe. I, I, my memory. So
0: in the in the, actually, would you believe, the summer of 1996, which was the first summer I ever stayed in Ireland.
1: I think, was it 95 or 96 that it was like crazy hot? 95, because 95, right, yeah. that
0: was the summer that I stopped drinking. Right. And 95, like that's how bad the weather is in Ireland. That like, there's like, you know, like in America, it's like, do you remember Hurricane Andrew? It destroyed Florida. Whereas in <laughs> yeah. Ireland, they're like, do you remember the summer in 95, the fucking yeah. heat wave in 95? Because I was, I I was going it. out with somebody at the time, but I came back to the States. I was trying to stop drinking. And she was just, you know, we wouldn't talk that much. It was before cell phones, but uh-huh. I would talk to her, you know, on the phone sometimes. And she was just like, "Oh my god, the weather is amazing! Oh my god!" And I, there wasn't a fucking good summer after that. And that's <laughs> when I
1: started staying in Ireland for the well, So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, fine, fuck it, I'll stay for a summer. Never, never again. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that, anyway, it doesn't matter. But so the the, the summer '96, uh, the June Bank Holiday weekend, myself and my buddies. My like sober buddies went to Kerry for the weekend. And that was the first time I went to Derry Nan. And I actually was like, I, my overriding thought of going to Derry Nan Strand was that it was like the fucking Bahamas because the weather was amazing. They yeah. we were camping out and it just, it was so beautiful. And th- yes. th- that was the first time I realized, like, holy shit, the Irish beaches are the nicest beaches on the planet.
1: They are amazing. They're amazing. I don't and think the we... night
0: before we stayed in Glen Bay, you know, Ross Bay Strand. Yes. Or is it Glen Bay Strand? Ross Bay the town. Anyway, we camped out there, but the sun sets on that beach. It was the most mm. amazing thing. And we were all my buddies we were in early recovery. We we're all like searching for ourselves spiritually. Yeah. And the sun was setting, and we decided to meditate in the setting sun. Wow. I was 20 years old and we're meditating in the setting sun. And I'm such a fucking exhibitionist and for some reason somebody had like brought me to like a taze prayer fucking service taze prayer what's that so, taze prayer is like repetitive praying but it's like so you know you know like a jesus mantra. remember me yeah. when you come and, so that's like a taze song you just keep singing it over and over okay okay i started singing it <laughs> <laughs> i started singing it right and uh, they never said anything they never said anything And literally, like, five years later, we're all sitting around, and we're like, obviously, we've moved on from our fucking, like, youthful spiritual exploration. (laughs) Somehow we started talking about that day, and one of them was like, I wanted to punch you in the fucking (laughs) head. I was having a perfect experience, and you started singing fucking Jesus songs. i was like i'm sorry for ruining your spiritual experience i was accentuating mine trying to be fucking <laughs> trying to be calm meditating breathe in breathe out i'm gonna fucking kill this guy <laughs> but it was great and then you know because because there was no shower we weren't we weren't at like a proper campsite so like i remember i remember giving myself like a fresh water shower with like a bottle of ballygowan and just feeling like we were fucking bare grills
1: oh yeah nice. and then we
0: went to the fucking dish go, try to try to pick up some and a pull <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyway yeah so i that that's one of the Derry nan would
1: be one of i think one of the nicest beaches in ireland 100 percent. and also i remember being in we weren't camping i think we just stay we were we were staying in a friend's house in cold rain for a bit and then we went across to Donegal for a couple of days and the beaches up there were like in uh malin head ah malin head man jesus beautiful. port it's amazing Sal-
0: yeah port Salon, beautiful we, um, what's the oh fanad. Fanid really surprised me.
1: I don't, don't hear a lot of people of talk them. about
0: fanid. Yeah. But I, I feel like that that part of I feel like some of the Inish Owen Peninsula is kind of a little bit ignored.
1: I think in like I think people who know about Donegal are like yeah it's fucking amazing but I don't think it's like mainstream thinking here. I don't know is it cuz it's harder to get to or or what but it's just like the beach is there. Are well, I feel like Dunfanagh
0: is popular and then the Gaeltacht is popular Bundoran and the obviously and Bloody Forelands and Hornhead. But I feel like Fanid gets a little ignored. Right. But then I think a lot of the northerners go for like Port Portsalon and stuff like that, you know.
1: That's maybe what it is that disconnect with that. Yeah. But
0: it's absolutely gorgeous, like un, untouchable, unspeakable beauty. But Dunny tough drive, I have to say. But because I've done all those shows in Letter Kenny, that's how I was really able to explore Donegal. And then that's when rough. I got into surfing, I, I slept in my car uh, in Ross Nowla, thinking that like I was some sort of fucking proper surfer sleeping yeah. in my car. But I woke up in the morning, there was like no waves. There was no reason to fucking sleep in my car there. It wasn't like it wasn't like you know, it was before I knew, like it wasn't like that next day was going to be like an epic day. I thought it was just like the waves would just turn on for me when I fucking woke up, you know? Absolute yeah, we fucking drove... waste.
1: <laughs> yeah, we drove to Letterkenny, and you drive through the north for for one of your shows. and We drove through Tyrone, wasn't it? And you were telling me, how do you not know you're drumlins, Steve? They're drumlins. <laughs> oh, that's Monaghan, bro. Monons
0: exactly sir. That's because you didn't finish fucking school, yeah? You fucking you, you skipped over fucking you skipped over Patrick Kavanaugh completely and jumped right onto fucking Nietzsche. Yeah, 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 you exactly. fucking forgot your own. You didn't fucking delve into Patrick Kavanaugh's depression. Oh, by the it's way It's very the- funny actually thinking about I just had a thought. Thinking about you know uh, the Irish education and how we studied Patrick Havana in Innishkeen Road, July evening, and all the discussions we had about Patrick Kavanagh and his alcoholism, I feel like nowadays the discussion would be completely different. We'd be having a discussion about Patrick Kavanagh's mental health. Yeah, the, I- the conversation has completely changed. We'd be sitting there. I half the conversations with these poets, are fucking Jared Manley Hopkins, bipolar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all yeah. Sylvia Is this Plath, too much? like. No, <laughs> no, but so I'm just saying,
0: like, so Wordsworth, fucking, you know, a lot of issues.
1: Yeah, D- yeah. Deep,
0: deep depression.
1: Yeah. You know? and never talked about at the time at all. In yeah,
0: wb Narcissistic Personality <laughs> Disorder. Yeah. No, I'm, just yeah, saying, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that there's, I feel like with Kavanaugh, I was obsessed with Kavanaugh, you know? I read The Green Fool, and I read Terry Flynn, and, like, I just, I just, I felt like I could identify with Patrick Kavanaugh, you know? Yeah and his poetry was so it was fucking depressing, but he was also, like, isolated, and, you know, I feel like it's like like a little bit of bullying, like the country people just didn't get him, you know? He was too yes. up his own hole for fucking Monaghan, whereas he came <laughs> to Dublin, and he was just, uh, like, he was the right amount of up his own hole for fucking Dublin, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, just, I just, I loved him. But now I feel like I need to revisit him, because I need to fucking read his stuff
1: with the thought that he was probably depressed. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a complete new perspective on it. Well, that it's means Self-medicating. That's, yeah. I mean, that's how we looked at, like, when we were reading Nietzsche's stuff as well, was like, you know, and he had serious mental health issues. Do you know what I mean? As well, it's like, you, you read it in these contexts.
0: Can we also just point out that millennials love to fucking speak on speakerphone?
1: On spe- is she on speakerphone? I can I hear just, it now. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: I, like, all the time. I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. You know? yeah. But anyway, we won't get into it, but that's just like a thing. I don't... And what <laughs> about the phenomenon? Is there is this phenomenon happening in Ireland where instead of people listening to their headphones like when they're jogging or cycling, they have a fucking Bluetooth speaker playing the music out loud? Is this happening?
1: Uh, but, well, oh, yeah. On bikes, especially for some yeah. reason. Yeah. People cycle by.
0: With a yeah. <laughs> like, we don't fucking... This is happening more and more now. The fucking Bluetooth speaker has brought back the fucking boombox from the 80s. People yeah. are walking around. You know, I, I,
1: I, I noticed some young ones on the bus, on the top-decker top of, of the 39. I was just like, oh, shut up, will you? Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, front, it's, like it's like now it's like a thing. It's completely acceptable. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
0: I can't have two different noises going on at the same time. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the Gen Z, they, there's been an evolution of humanity, and the Gen Z has the ability to filter out other noise and just listen to their own noise.
1: Yeah. Whereas well, to
0: th- me, it's fucking chaos. I can't, I can't fucking concentrate if there's like two noises going on at the same time.
1: No, no, hundred percent. It's definitely there's a there's a a self centered narcissism to narcissism to that generation that they're like, whoa, you know, Steve, I'll that's, what that's a fucking
0: huge judgment, You've just <laughs> thrown out a huge judgment. They've they've evolved, Steve. I watched Bo Burnham they, special evolved. too much.
1: <laughs> they've
0: evolved, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's so what. Anyway, that, that's the shit I loved about Bo Burnham special. I know we both watched it, but like, man, he takes the piss out of of ourselves so well. It's yeah, so good.
0: He takes the piss out of the whole thing. Yeah. So, did I ever tell you the story about the time I got sunburnt in y'all? Y'all? No way. No. I don't know why. Y'all. But in the summer of 1996, uh, and this was May, I feel, because I know that it was before that trip to, to uh Derrynan, because I remember being so fucking paranoid about getting burnt on that trip to Derry Nan. And it was because a few weeks previously, probably like May time when the weather was, you know, that early, you know, it was always like an early heat wave in Ireland. The fucking weather was amazing. So myself and another sober buddy jumped on the bus to y'all, right? And this is before I would have known that, like, I would have, I would have had better beach options. I just went for y'all. And this is not a slight on y'all, but it just, like, it's not the nicest beach, but it was very accessible. And so I got a bus to y'all, and, like, I... Literally thought that it would be impossible to get sunburned in Ireland. I didn't actually know that it would be possible. And the sun was splitting the stones, and of course, the water was freezing. And we spent the whole day on a beach, like the entire day, no sunblock. And I had the worst sunburn of my life. <laughs> Literally, like people talk about the Irish weather. The worst sunburn I have ever had is in Ireland because, as you know, even when it's super hot in Ireland, more often than not, there's a bit of a cool breeze. Yes. And the fucking cool breeze, Irish people love to point it out. Oh, the cool breeze now is the most dangerous day. <laughs> I, nobody had fucking give me the warning in 96.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. The
0: fucking wind is howling, and the fucking sun is splitting the stones, and I'm walking around with no shirt on, you know? And fuck, I, I was so badly sunburned, and I got what I now know, which I only learned recently, I got the devil's itch.
1: Oh God! Have you heard the of
0: the fu- devil's itch? Oh, no, what's that? Well, I didn't know it was called the devil's itch until very recently. I googled it because I remembered I got the devil's itch three times in my life, but the time I got it in Ireland, man, I was out of my fucking mind. And the funny thing was that I was so early in recovery, you know, in in NA, like staying clean, that in my mind, taking an antihistamine, which would have helped, by the way, yeah, taking an antihistamine would have been like using because it makes you Take drowsy. You off. Right, so yeah. I didn't take the fucking antihistamine. Dude, <laughs> I was going out of my mind. Like so literally, it was the... Like I, I, you feel like you could actually like murder. It's so... Your whole body is just like, like pins coming in the inside of your skin for 24 oh, hours. And that's because of sunburn. The sunburn, for me, sunburn instigated it. I think there's oh other things that God. can instigate it. But I got the devil's itch three times in my life and... As a result, I've been extremely paranoid about getting sunburned for the rest of my life. But like on that trip when I was singing fucking Jesus Remember Me, I was driving them nuts too because I was like, we have to put on sunblock. But the hilarious thing is that I was still so obsessed with getting a color that I was putting on six. Like I wouldn't fucking go out in the sun now without 30 on. Yeah, back yeah. then I thought I was being super cautious. I was putting on number six because I didn't want to get burnt, but I still wanted to get a color.
1: We hadn't a clue back in the day, though. The amount of like, hadn't a I remember clue, man. Irish people growing up, like, it'll be brown tomorrow. That's what they always say. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> look it'll look be good brown, brown tomorrow. It'll be brown tomorrow. Yeah. Fucking, sure. My, my family are from the Spanish Armada. That was the other one. <laughs> yeah. Be brown tomorrow. That was the worst.
0: That was the worst sunburn I ever had in my life.
1: Oh, I, my You know, God. and I tell
0: people, you know, like, you can get sunburned in Ireland. They don't believe me. And
1: fucking you couldn't red. even get olive in those days, would you? After oh, You, you sun could brown. get olive yeah. Could you? Oh, yeah. I feel like you could. I definitely did get after sun. After, everybody was obsessed
0: with after sun in Ireland. You come back from fucking... like oh, It was always like you're going on holidays. Somebody was going to Spain. It was like you had to bring your fucking sunblock and you had to bring your, your, your factor, as the Irish people say. You yeah, had to bring yeah. your factor and then you had to bring your after sun. You know? <laughs> but the, the, the Irish need for after sun was part of the problem because you shouldn't be fucking getting so burnt that you need that after sun.
1: Yeah. But My it was the up- main
0: focus. The main focus of a holiday was
1: to get a color. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, and even the, the sun hat. Was that a thing when you were growing up, a sun hat? Nah. And in nah. Australia,
0: your kids can't go to fucking play outside in school if they don't have a hat on.
1: That's, that's you, true, sh- if actually. If your kid shows
0: up with no hat, they don't let you outside.
1: And I, I think on certain beaches, they're not allowed on unless they're wearing, uh, like, basically, they're not proper wetsuits, but basically... Yeah, like sun clothes sleeves. for the kids, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is healthy. Yeah, no, it is. But, of course, we, we were the opposite. yeah. I, I was daughter. putting
0: on fucking Hawaiian tropic tanning oil. <laughs> literally putting on tanning oil. Putting what was on the cr- fucking
1: baby oil. Crisp and dry was not that the, was that the stuff
0: for the chips. <laughs>
1: oh my god,
0: dude. It was it was it was it was so it it was so unhealthy when I when oh, I think yeah. about it now. But they still but you know do what that Ireland impo- taught me? Do you know what Ireland taught me? And I have to say I'm very grateful for it because it's come in particularly handy during the pandemic. Ireland taught me the benefit of a sun trap. You know, it was never as big of an issue in 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 New York because It's hot, kind of pretty reliably hot, give or take a few bad seasons, from mid-May to October. Yeah. So I never really needed a sun trap. But in Ireland, the sun trap is essential. Finding Mm. the fucking way the wind is blowing, the angle of the sun, and finding that perfect spot where even if it's only 12 degrees, you get in that fucking sun trap, and hallelujah, it's a summer's day.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Foda Island is a is a is a sun trap, isn't it? They say they say that's so it gets a as tropical weather there. Oh, it's is that right? Sun trap. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Something to
0: do with its its situation within the the bay and the yeah the, the southern the the
1: the, the 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 North Atlantic drift. Yeah, probably all that's that. why but there's but,
0: palm trees there.
1: That's why the animals love it there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right.
0: So um, this during the pandemic, even in the the harsh New York winter. I was very good at finding a spot where I could sit outside and almost feel like a normal human being.
1: Oh nice. And yeah, I yeah. owe that
0: to the Irish. I, you know, Hannah hadn't Hannah doesn't appreciate a sun trap, you know? <laughs> fucking Irish people. Irish people are like yeah, you, you know like in a on a windy day, you fucking you find a non-windy spot and it's full of fucking flies or mosquitoes or midges. You'll also find fucking Irish people looking to fucking catch a bit of sun. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like, where is everybody? And then you'll find this one fucking spot where like the wind is blocked and there's like twenty fucking people like it's fucking lovely out. It's fucking <laughs>
1: lovely. The worst is building sites, man, working on building sites. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, as soon as the sun comes out, all the tops are off. <laughs> oh, tops off. I, I did that.
0: Oh same yeah. summer, summer in ninety six, man. Fucking living yeah. in Cork. Oh, I uh, I worked a, a few shifts on the fucking building site, and the sun came out, fucking splitting the stones. And I remember at lunch break going to fucking early Centra. It was kind of like the early days of fucking Centra, and the boss man on a Friday would buy everybody lunch. You know, oh, nice. it was the beginning of the boom '96. You know, like we didn't even know it was a boom yet, but like they were all busy. He was making money, and I remember sitting out there eating a fucking you know breakfast roll or whatever the fuck I chose for my lunch and outside they were smoking the fucking sun was splitting the stone and i was like this is fucking great man you know i should have picked that life a lot less fucking stress oh yeah yeah i'd 100%. have a bad back now but i'd probably be retired in portugal with all my fucking money
1: yeah yeah loads of money a few houses renting them out no butter oh, yeah. my favorite about- place in the world in west cork so people always say what's your favorite
0: place on the planet and I think I've mentioned it on the pod before, but I don't know if I talked about it with you, is the Jagshimbera, the Buddhist meditation center oh, uh, right, between no. Kastamber and alahees The address is alahees but it's actually on the road. It's a left turn off the road from driving from Kastamber to alahees Right. Wow. And That's very West Cork, isn't it? Oh, man. If I could give one recommendation of, of somewhere that you have to go in Ireland. And of course, you have to be respectful there, but... The, the Jokchen Bera, D-Z-O-G-C-H-E-N, Bera, as in the Bera Peninsula, B-E-A-R-A, is one of the most unique, special places on the planet. And it is an official Tibetan Buddhist monastery. It's not just like, it's not just a nothing thing. You know, it's a, it has a, 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 a Buddhist, uh, you know, like a Lama patron in uh, wow. Sogyal Rinpoche. And uh, even though I think he's had a few, few accusations against him but i I, i'm not i i I don't want to soil this special place which is on a on a hilltop a cliff looking out over the fucking pure power of the atlantic this is not like in a fucking quiet bay this fucking headland has the real power of the ocean pumping at you and they have a, a meditation room which is open to the public at certain times but they have a meditation room that will blow your mind. I mean, it is one of the most inspiring, relaxing places you will ever sit in your life. And they have guided meditations that are open to the public at different times. You can check the schedule on their website. So you don't have to go and, like, get too involved. But if you're looking for an introduction to uh, mindfulness meditation, but also the tonglen meditation, which is a compassion meditation, a, a loving-kindness meditation, you can take part in these Um and I think you're you're encouraged to leave a donation I think but it's 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 one of the most amazing places it sounds I've ever amazing been to. What a now, I used to go there a lot in the nineties but i visited since in the interim they they actually built a hospice they also have a hospice center because you know the the Buddhists are very open about death and they have a very sort of positive attitude about death and also guiding people towards death so they also have a hospice with i visited I visited there with my mother after my father died uh and um That is also amazing, and they have the meditations in that room sometimes also, which is also amazing. Not as amazing as the meditation room, but I did do a loving-kindness meditation in that uh, hospice center, and the whole area is worth uh, a visit, even to just go to the cafe. They have a cafe, which is open to the public, and of course, that helps them out financially. But it is, without doubt, one of the greatest places on the planet. I would go so far as to say it's in my top five places on Earth. Wow. That's amazing! What a recommendation. That is hey, that oh is guys, my that I'm is my most that, that is my most serious recommendation that I can that I can ever give.
1: And you're in West Cork, which is like amazing places. Well, all, it's not all that
0: far from where my grandmother is from. It's also not that far from where I spent a lot of those years of my early 20s trying to find myself. I mean, I did do like retreats there, and I stayed in the hostel. I don't know what the hostel situation is these days. When I was young, I would just go there sometimes, stay there on my own. I remember one time. I, uh, I actually, <laughs> I did a gig in Killarney, and uh, I, um, I had a, 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 a fling with the, with a with an English lady after the show, mm-hmm. and uh, she came with me, and we fucking stayed in the Jackson Bear for three days, went meditating, <laughs> meditating, making, finding meditating ourselves, meditating and making love. Nah, right. nah, nah. The no, the fling meditating. didn't continue. We just went. We went into the spirituality. It was a good crack. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but uh, but I don't know if the hostel I don't know if the hostel is still going. So would you would 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 Ireland be on the cards for a honeymoon?
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, hello
0: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm not going to fucking Ireland for my honeymoon.
1: <laughs> I'm not fucking. Be a good way to show around though, like all these recommendations. You, you yeah, don't do that, be... anyway. You don't need the honeymoon. Yeah.
0: No, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not shitting on Ireland. I fucking love Ireland. But I, I, I've been there a million times. Hannah's yeah, gonna yeah. see Ireland a thousand times. I want to go somewhere special for our honeymoon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: sorry, not special. Don't... This is gonna Dif- be taken all for wrong for you. Yeah, different yeah it's Unique you. to me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a getaway.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred. I don't want to be
0: getting a fucking ninety-nine and fucking Inchidani. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm big, I'm big up on Inchidani. I love Inchidani. Yeah, absolutely, Inchidani Lodge and Spa all day. One of my top hotels, the the Hayfield Manor in Cork is my is my number one recommendation for anybody in Ireland. In My opinion, you know, Ireland's all around best hotel service staff. Everything is just amazing. The rooms are amazing. Outdoor hot tub. Great hotel. Uh, but the Inchidani Lodge and Spa, you can't beat that for a little 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 massage getaway. Inchidani strand is just so amazing you can surf there but it's also like i love a good hard beach do you know do you know the way some beaches the sand is nice but it's also like packed down hard
1: yes so yes. you can puck around like
0: you can go to Inchidani and have a, a, good ball, yeah. yeah, good a good
1: puck around practice your sideline cuts yeah i
0: love a good puck i love being on a beach a non-busy beach now sometimes the irish are in fucking bondi beach in australia and they're pucking away and it's like it's a hazard you know, (laughs) or Coogee beach. They're on Coogee fucking pucking away and fucking Australians are like, what the fuck is going on here, mate. (laughs) But in, in, in Shadani, you have a good puck around, man. There's nothing like hitting the ball back and forth to each other on a, on a hard sand beach. Yes. You know, where the ball can bounce and you can fucking, you know, you can pop it up on the hurl and fucking have a laugh.
1: Easy. Boom. Yeah. And you can
0: chase after it when it gets by you and you get a bit of extra. I love a hard, hard pack beach. Now there's, there's not that many great ones, but Inchidani now is a fucking cracker. Yeah, yeah. You have a good jog on a hard pack beach. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a soft sand run, but a good long hard-packed beach, man, that's a fucking that's – a, that's a special thing. Hannah yeah, makes yeah. fun of me because anytime the anytime it's like low tide in West Hampton, you get a little bit of that. We don't have that that often, but every now and then you get a day where the tide is really low, and you get a section of beach where it's like hard-packed and you're running, and I'm like, this is fucking heaven right now. A fucking sun trap in a hard-packed beach now, that's – that's what'll be on my fucking gravestone. Uh. He loved a fucking <laughs> sun trap and a hard pack beach. <laughs> this
1: Bishop lies here. <laughs>
0: and I love it, man.
1: <laughs> oh, so, so good, man.
0: Uh, other other hotel recommendations for Ireland? I think you know. I've, I, I I I I always love a trip to the Monarch Spa. I have to say, where's that for a one day getaway uh, near Enniscorthy in County Wexford? Oh, I uh, great spa getaway. I wrote the nice. proposal. For, I wrote the proposal for. A book about my dad there. All uh, right, uh, special place, man. Nice, a, a special place. I'm trying to think of some other. I always love the Ahado Heights Hotel in Killarney, fucking nice. cracker. I've never stayed in the European though. Everybody tells me the European is the fucking the most amazing. Or Hotel Europas? So, no, what the one that's that's near Killarney, but it's like out out on the out on the Ring of Kerry. Well, Apparently no that's idea. amazing. Hotel Europe maybe, but I've never oh, stayed there.
1: I went for a spa weekend with an old girlfriend a long time ago in like the Radisson and Cavan. That was fucking amazing.
0: Oh, I've never stayed there.
1: Oh. I've seen that, but I've never stayed there. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. Oh really? Highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. They've really looked after you, but they've got huge there's a big, it's on like this big manor, so the grounds around are stunning as well, and you just go for a big walk around there as well. I haven't yeah. stayed
0: in a Dare since they did it up. I it's way fancier now, but I used to love fucking staying in a dare manor.
1: Yeah. That's kind which of like it wasn't legendary. as
0: expensive as it looked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to be legendary. I know I've never been there. My my nah. cousin used to work there. Yeah. Now he manages a hotel in the Cayman Islands.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did I uh, feel like I feel like I should have uh more
0: quick recommendations for hotels, but I'm just gonna I'm kinda blanking out on the hotel have, front. I mean I've stayed have, in so many good ones, but for some reason like the park hotel in Khmer is amazing.
1: Stayed there. Uh also, you really? can't knock, you can't knock a good B and B for people as well. You never know what you're going to end up with a B and B somewhere around the country.
0: You know, one time in Lahinch, I stayed in a place called Vaughn Lodge. That was fucking great. That was like more like a B and B. It was like somewhere between. It was like a boutique hotel, but that was right. that was great. Yeah, Lahinch is great because Lahinch is like a mix of just like a proper public beach, but also like an awesome town.
1: Oh yeah, That's
0: got a lot awesome. of great. You know, my parents had this this short period of time where they thought about retiring in Ireland. And we were looking at gaffs in uh in Kinvara and in uh in uh Lahinch. Right. It didn't it didn't happen, but yeah I wanted call- them I wanted them to live in Kinvara because I wanted them to be near Galway.
1: Yeah, that would have been so cool.
0: Yeah, is lovely. You know, how- kinda under, under under I feel like Canvara is uh, underappreciated in my opinion. And why didn't they go in the in the end? Ah, just they, was just never, that was never gonna happen. Never you know? happen. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was like my dad's like pipe dream. My mother wasn't gonna live in Ireland. Yeah, fuck no, that, Even though yeah. she hates the sun,
1: or she hated the sun, didn't like the um, heat. My mother's the same as well. Like she's from Buenos Aires, and she fucking hates the heat. It's mad, really. Yeah, <laughs> like I think of forty degrees in Buenos Aires, like crazy human. She can't stand the sun. <laughs> but but the, yeah, I, I mean,
0: I could, I could, I could bore our listeners to tears about all the fucking like amazing spots. You know, I I tell you, I had a great trip staying in that hotel in Dingle. The hotel itself is not that fancy, but they have an amazing outside hot tub. What is it? The Dingle Skellig Hotel. Outdoor hot tub looking out over fucking the bay.
1: Des, you have all hotel recommendations. I just have campsites.
0: Yeah, you can fucking tell (laughs) us about the campsites and fucking (laughs) B&Bs.
1: Yeah. But the Dingle Skellig
0: was great. I can't remember what the context was. I, I, I had a great, the first time I ever went to Dingle. I had finished the work experience. I, I filmed the first episode of the work experience in uh, in Waterford, but that was a pilot, so we were waiting to find out if we got the series. The Apple ab- of So, so that was uh, 2003. Uh, that was like around Easter. Two th- I, I, it was Easter happened while I was filming in Waterford. That was 2003. So then, I think around the May bank holiday weekend, I took a holiday on my own. I guess I had a show near there, but I decided to just, I stayed in a hostel in Dingle. I can't even remember what hostel it was, but just I stayed in some fucking hostel on my own. I rented a car and I'd never driven over the conner pass and I fucking drove over the conner pass because I had heard that they were surfing in Castle Gregory and I was mesmerized by the conner pass. Like I, I just, it was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen.
1: This is the windy roads, is it? Yeah, yeah. You mountain. go through the Conner Pass.
0: Yeah. Just like incredible beauty. And Dingle was just so cool. Like, just the whole thing was fucking blowing my mind. Kuminol. that whole trip was way better than I expected. Like, I didn't expect Kumino. Kuminol is also like one of my favorite beaches on the planet. And I don't even have the Peg Sayers connection. Like, I remember being down there in 2003 and 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 kind of like. Being like, oh, all this peg shit that I used to hear them talking about. Like, and it's so funny because later on, I I would be able to speak Irish, but at that time, I had no connection to any of this shit. But I yeah. knew that out there in the fucking Blashkids, you know, she she was this one that everybody hated, you know, in terms of their their experience of education. So that that trip would blow my mind, Ferret I remember sitting out there in a sunny day. But anyway, I drove over the counterpass, most beautiful fucking beautiful drive, and I got to Castle Gregory, and I was actually. You know they have uh, was it Jamie Knox Watersports. So I was I was searching out Jamie Knox Watersports because I wanted to buy a surfboard. I had a wetsuit, but I didn't have a surfboard. I wanted to buy a surfboard off Jamie Knox, and the guy that had the keys wasn't there. It was like it wasn't really open. But I got chatting to the guy, and he was like, "Oh, come on, my my brother or my cousin or somebody is out windsurfing, you know, somewhere where they, you know, somewhere out in the Maharees in Castle Gregory." And they're windsurfing out there. And uh, so the guy goes and fucking calls the guy in. But while he was, while I was waiting for this to be sorted out, I got the call to say that the work experience has been picked up as a series. Three more oh, no episodes.
1: Shit. No way.
0: And it's funny because that series changed my life. And I remember standing there in the Maharees in Castle Gregory looking out at the ocean. And I actually remember thinking, this is a life-changing moment. Wow. Like, th- this is... This is huge, and so I always I always go down there every now and then to remember the hope <laughs> and the happiness. You know, yeah, yeah. What a moment! And I don't know if Jamie Knox Watersports is still going, but that's a fucking great spot too, Castle Gregory. You know,
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: It's you know, and it's close to Trilli. It's easy. It's easy to get to. Like you don't have to if you are looking for just like a couple of amazing beaches. Uh, you know, because there is like a series of of, of beaches there. Yeah, uh, between the maharis and all the way around to brandon head yeah uh i mean god i could boy like like the other great place to stay is you stay at the umboher pub on the fucking dingle side of of brandon head but you do the walk up to the top of brandon head man fuck
1: i've done that all right oh it's amazing yeah, that that's actually like geez, I wouldn't I wonder what it'd be like in this weather. It must be tough, but what a hike that is to the top of Mount Brandon. What uh isn't that the village where Crean was An- from?
0: That's where Crean's from. Yeah, that's yeah. go through Anaskhal if you don't take the counterpass, you take the other road that's
1: around right, towards yeah.
0: Inch. Yeah, you, know, you can go that way.
1: I remember but playing. There's no the crack.
0: St- that that just that's that there's no crack that way. But sometimes in the winter you have to go that way, the counterpass is closed.
1: Well, we went, because cause we started a hike from, I think, from the pub. You go up to Brandon, you come back down, have something to eat, and then later on that night, well, like I played in a session that night, you know, it was Grey Crack. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Cause a friend oh, actually, of mine- that's,
0: another little, that's another little secret that I don't think a lot of people know. For some reason, the village has gone out of my head, but I think it's Brandon Village, Brandon Pier. There's right. a little village, one or two pubs there, at Brandon Pier. So... You go. You're driving to the Pass, but you don't take the road for the Connaught You keep going to Brandon Pier. You you can't go any further. Like the the village is the end of the road. There's no. You can't go yeah. over Brandon Head. Yeah, and that little area there's a little fishing village. Great fucking pub there. I can't remember the name of it, but great spot for a sneaky, just like great, oh yeah, great evening pint or a fucking a bit of clam chowder, a bit of fish, you know, a bit of seafood chowder.
1: That's right. We did have a seafood chowder and then my friend was a piper as well so we came back later that night and I just sang and played guitar and he piped away. And, oh, it was brilliant. We had I remember we, had, we, got, we got jumpers made of lamb's wool and all. <laughs> we were proper Tom Crean heads on us. Like, <laughs> but it's amazing down there. Uh, there's amazing. some great
0: seaside lunches now in Ireland. Bunny Canellans, fucking... You can't beat it. It's gone very fancy nowadays. It used to not be as fancy but it's still great, incredible views. Yeah, that, that sort of South Cork coastline a little underappreciated uh in my opinion uh I've had some great seafood chowder in Lahinch Bally Vaughn Doolin uh I like oh and we're completely ignoring uh you know like Dogs Bay you know like uh, Connemara Clifton Bally Keneally I mean there's just so many awesome spots I, you know what there's there's no point in even picking them out if I, the last place I'm gonna recommend is is Louisburg I feel sometimes Louisburg Mayo gets kind of ignored but the beaches down there are fucking incredible. You got to rent a car this summer. You can't go to fucking Lanzarote, you can't go to Tarmelinas. So Tormales. rent a, rent a car if you can. Cuz so I know this stuff is expensive and it's a luxury. Rent a car if you can and take every fucking side road and take a risk. Some of the best places I wouldn't even be able to tell you where they are today. Just fucking left turns down little boreens with grass in the middle of them. I took yeah. a fucking risk and I ended up at these amazing spots where there's nobody. It's probably some farmer's fucking land and just had like little fucking naked swims. Just gorgeous spots. Ireland, you have to...
1: Oh, that's if the you're to not on it. a
0: road with grass in the middle of it, you haven't had your fucking holiday.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine has a place down in Ahakista on Sheep's Head where Graham Norton lives actually, but um, that's the same thing. If you just take take a turn off... Somewhere, and you'll, if you'll find some weird spot to go swimming in, it's like, oh, it's just amazing. No phone signal as well. It's great. You just really feel like you're away from it all. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: especially in West Cork. You're taking all these little turns. You're always going to find some super cool shit. Yeah. You know, little swimming holes and stuff. Swimming you know? holes. Like I've, I've, somebody I've, growing cannabis. I've been diving <laughs> off. I, 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 yeah, back in the day, like I was diving off rocks in West Cork. I couldn't tell you where they were. These amazing fucking swimming holes, and it was Just us. Just yeah. us. <laughs> just fucking me and my mates fucking chilling,
1: you know. There you go. Fucking but geez, they
0: got good recommendations there, Des. I hope so, man. There's too many. I, I, I fucking I just get like, you know. I, I focused. I feel like we focus too much on 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 Cork and Kerry, but
1: yeah. But like, it's never because I mean, then there was like even I remember. Like you can th- the amazing campsites on the Shannon, and then you can you can rent boats going up and down the Shannon as well. Like the oh, Sh- that's like a, a, a great trip! And, and but you know, for a man as do, well, we're, we're going to have to do an, an,
0: an inland. We're going to have to do an inland, an episode. inland episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're know. gonna record live going down the Shannon. There you so go. Here we are, but near Clanmacnoise. S- 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 send
1: in, send in, Yeah, Clanmacnoise exactly. Here we are near
0: Clanmacnoise, and it's a floodplain. But many years ago, this was one of the most important settlements in Ireland.
1: That's right. I
0: think I'm just going to become a tour guide.
1: Yeah, or that's your next documentary, Des Bishop tours Ireland.
0: Well, that, that guy on TG Carr used to do the great thing. Fucking, uh, he he had, he was like canoeing around Ireland. What oh, do you call the Irish the canoe the Irish things?
1: Oh, uh, the cura? No, yeah, in the cura. Yeah. yeah, he was he
0: was fucking curaing around Ireland. Nice. I forgot his name. He came to one of my shows once. That was a great show. He would fucking take the Curric all through all the fucking Irish nooks and crannies.
1: You know? Yeah. But that that is another way to exactly define nooks and crannies is going up and down the river. And you don't know where you can stop off anywhere and just you don't know what's going to happen. The good news is I can take Hannah over there and relive all
0: these things. See her wonder for the first time. I mean, absolutely. is there anything like looking at the wonder of the visitor as they stand on Lady's View, where Queen Victoria once stood looking out over the lakes of Killarney and just thinking to yourself, I can see why Americans think that leprechauns exist because this is a magical place.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: and I know it's super touristy now but I don't care what anybody says the first time you look out over the lakes of Clarney from ladies view you're, you're 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 experiencing senses that you never experienced before that's that's getting you deep especially if you're Irish American and you feel like you've got some sort of fucking DNA connection to the place you know yeah, yeah. that's a fucking special moment
1: you know oh she has it all ahead of her where all are right, you listen gonna- we'll hit the road we'll hit the road 100% thanks so much Steve what, what, what's uh, your Instagram these days it's just the Stephen Mullen. Whenever this oh, bloody film Stephen comes on, yeah, yeah, and there's no other crack really. I'm just hanging around for the summer, waiting, looking after the girls and school in September, hopefully. Oh
0: my God, trainers! Is she going to be in a uniform like that? That she's in have big to be wearing a big school
1: uniform. That's a, oh no, my daughter. No, no, I'll be going to school. No, she's oh going you're the, going to school. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about your child. She's got another year of preschool. Actually, she's had a, <laughs> she's got Are you a, going to first year no? Yeah, first year. She's wow. going to Irish dancing now. I've got to take her to Irish dancing. So what are you going to do? Like, are you doing BA? Or are you doing yeah. BESS? BA. What's BSS?
0: Oh, didn't it like business economics and social studies? Or is that am I... That There was a thing called... I think
1: they still do, sorry. Uh, called, there's a thing called BESS.
0: Yeah, BESS. B-E-S-S. That's what I was saying, yeah.
1: Yeah, business economics. So, social studies. Sociology and... Yeah, yeah, blah. Yeah. No, I'm just doing English literature and philosophy, I think. Or social sciences. Social sciences, yeah. So, sorry, what are you doing? English lit and philosophy.
0: All right, and you're already accepted in. It's done.
1: Well, I got the marks, but the the, the, the official. So, do you still have to doesn't... apply through the CAO? Yes, but it's 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 kind of just a paperwork thing because this is what's called facilitated entry. So right. they know they they already got my results. They know what the crack is, and and they've been like monitoring, like they kind of Trinity engaged with us all throughout this year of doing the access program as well. So uh, like we had we did we couldn't go, but we were technically we got library cards for Trinity this year and we were allowed to use the library and all this kind of stuff. Now
0: let me ask you this. Mm. Were you the best in
1: the class? <laughs> I honestly I um we don't we do, we made a pact between us that we don't talk about results. Because which I think is a good thing because That's just, a great thing, yeah. Yeah. We didn't we didn't talk about results all year. So um I think yeah, just everybody's at different places, aren't they? And um uh like everyone has their own achievements and uh, so for some people. What are you a fucking
0: professional athlete now all of a sudden? <laughs> you can do media training in the
1: meantime? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a non answer. Give a fucking straight answer, will you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I don't know where I finished in the class, is the bottom line, but I'm very, uh, I'm delighted with how the year went. So, I'll tell you, this is how it went. Um, this wouldn't be uh, my father came over last night with a load of cheeses from Sheridan's and crackers and fancy this and that and a bottle of Prosecco to say congratulations. So, the parents are proud of me anyway. Wow, that's great. That's <laughs> You cool. finally
0: got their approval. Exactly. <laughs> it only yeah. took three and a half decades. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but there you go. So, uh, no, we're, uh, we're t- it's yeah, it's happy days. Looking forward to it next year now. All right, Steve. Well, sure. We'll talk to
0: you We'll, we'll talk chat to you soon. soon. Take All care, man. bro. Awesome, man. Fair play to you.
1: Play so, thanks, guys.
0: Uh, like I said, don't be afraid to DM me on that uh, stuff from the beginning of the episode. Um, if you have any suggestions on who to talk to. Um, also, you know what I think would be a great discussion? And I, I really would like to talk to somebody who's in the world of mental health. Because after this Naomi Osaka situation and you know, what sort of began as a standoff between her and the French Open and then evolved into what I think is a much more serious mental health issue for Naomi Osaka, which I hope that she's going to be able to get through um, I wanted to talk to somebody on sort of what they feel professionally is the best way forward in terms of uh, workplace situations, situations that are difficult, how to, uh, how to deal with them both privately and publicly, uh, what's the best course of action in terms of like a HR situation, um, and, uh, you know, what... When is it good to take a stand and say I can't do this because of my mental health, and when is it better to, I guess, push past those the fear? This is not related to Naomi Osaka. It just it just brought up a lot of questions for me on sort of what is actually the healthiest way to to deal with the you know these situations because I, I know her situation is very it's uh it's it's heightened, isn't it? You know, like the world's media looking at you, uh, the pressure of sport. Uh, but it, it did get me thinking about the whole issue of how we should be able to kind of call in on a mental health day the same way we do when we're sick. But then at the same time, uh, you know, when is it good to do that? And when is it actually bad for your mental health to do that? Just questions that I have. So I'm on the hunt for, for uh, somebody to talk to on, on that front. So any suggestions, um, do send them my way. The best suggestions are people that you have some sort of a connection to that can give me an in. Because I'm terrible at just like cold messaging people. And that's on me. I I appreciate that. That's on me. I know that. But a lot of times I get great suggestions of like very – like. Very high-level people in the field, which is great, but I just don't know how to reach out to them, don't have a connection. Um, uh, so if you have, like, a connection to somebody who you think would be good, do hit me up in the DMs at this Bishop, and uh, we'll be back next week uh, with hopefully some of this stuff that I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe not. It all depends if I get it together. Oh, also... Shows this weekend, if you're in New York, in Long Island, at the Governor's Levittown with Hannah. Uh, So that should be fun. Our first shows together. So Friday, Saturday. And then next Thursday in New York at the City Winery on the west side. Uh, Very few tickets left for that. So grab the last few tickets. There's tickets left for Long Island because it was originally sold out based on the social distancing. But just the other day, they've opened up more tickets. So they actually opened up more than half. So... You know, originally, uh, I think the full capacity was 150, and now it's up, or actually, I think it was 125, and now it's up to 270, so there's, now there's a ton of tickets, so go uh, go and check that out if you're in Long Island, and you listen to the pod, um, and uh, I know I always say this, but I will soon have the 2022 Mia Mama dates, did a couple of Mia Mama bits on stage last night, actually, they they, they did well, those bits I kind of did on the late, late, All a year and a half ago. God, time flies. Anyway, guys, fun app. See you next week. Have a good one. Hold up.